So they scam everyone. They scam everyone. The whole thing is based on a scam. If we took the two parts of the recruiting industry, let's call part one the camp industry, and that would be like showcase camps, elite camps, the follow-up upsells, um, and then even sadly the college camps are in on it too, um, and they don't even know it. So the camp industry would be one side. Um, the service industry would be the other. That would be like NSCA and like these independent guys who are going to be like your recruiting agent. So these two sides in the industry are based on three scam schemes, three of the most um, famous scam schemes ever. Same exact model used by Bernie Madoff, same exact model used by the Texas oil people, same exact model used by the football betting uh, scam people. I'm going to explain each, each of those three. You will be, this is, this is going to be a little bit hard to hear. Um, it will be, it will be harder to hear if you've already spent some money. Um, but it, it is something that once, once I break it down, you'll never look at it the same way again. Right. Once you can, once somebody like kind of opens up and looks at a scam, you'll, you know, it just, it, it dissolves. Right. Um, so I, I always like to think about that movie, uh, where Matt Damon played the poker player, uh, rounders. He had a great line. He said, if you sit down at the poker table and you can't spot the sucker in the first 10 minutes, guess what? You are the sucker. Well, I'm going to tell you what, if this, if this process going to camps and figuring out all this stuff is this is if this is confusing or frustrating and you can't figure it out guess what they think you are yep but it, look it is it, before you hear this today it is not your fault there's no possible way that you could have avoided this stayed out of it uh before hearing this today no no way so just it, it is it is not your fault you, you got taken by some pros. You got taken by some pros. So but let me break these down for you. Let's, let's talk about one. Um, let's talk about the showcase camp industry first. So let's talk about the, the, the initial camp, whatever that is, right? Um, now, actually, you know, one objection I get to this every time I, I teach it is uh, it usually comes at the end. So let me address it up front. Um, I hear a lot of, yeah, but so-and-so coaches at that camp. Yeah, but uh, this this really respected guy recommended this camp. Yeah, this uh you know, they're having it at this school. So it must be legit. They're at this college stadium or they're having it at a pro stadium, so it must be legit, you know, must be must be cool. Um so here so here's the thing. Any convincing scam needs some famous people, needs some credible people, needs some well-respected people at the top. And this is going to lead into our first one. So as you listen to all of this, I want you to think about the scams that you've seen on the news. And, and I'm going to break down, the like again, the three most famous ones. So let's start with the, the initial camp, the showcase camp. This is the Bernie Madoff scam, right? So let's say we have 100 kids at a camp. Most people don't know this. Let's say we have 100 kids at a camp. Now, most people don't know that the top 20%, at least... At least, if not more, the top 20% are there free. And why are they there? Why are they there free? They're there free for a few reasons. Number one, they're free, they're there free so they can take credit for them. Now, they take credit 
for like a kid getting a result. So let's say some top 20 kid goes to a camp and then ends up getting a scholarship or gets drafted. They take credit for that kid. So part of why they're letting them in for free is so they can take credit for them. They can make it look like that kid came to the camp and got the result because of the camp. That's marketing. That's future dollars that they're trying to, to attract here. So they're there free so they could take credit for them. Now, they would have gotten that result anyway. Whatever result they got, they would have gotten regardless. Now, what they're really there for is to attract the next 30%. So we're talking about the top 50. 20% free, next 30% is paid. Now, so the 20% is there to attract the next 30. But there's a problem. Even the 30% that comes gets scammed. Let me explain. I'll, I'll explain to you why. But let me tell you about the... Now, the next 30% also, that's their BOE. That's their base operating expenses. Right? So if you run a camp with 100 kids, you'll have 30, 35, 40% expenses. Right? So let's just call it 30 for sake of math. Right? That's probably a little low. But, but so, that, so, the, so the 20% attracts the 30% which covers the, the expenses of the camp. The bottom 50% is the profit. The bottom 50% is the profit. The bottom 50% is the part of the camp that probably has will get no benefit from the camp. They're taking a chance. They're taking a hope. It's a dad who says, oh, let me send my kids to this camp and maybe something will happen or college coaches are going to be there or this is, you know, oh, is going to be a great place for the kid to get seen and stuff like that. It's, it's probably the average to below average player that is least likely to be helped by anything that's going to happen at that camp. And that's the player that needs more individual work specifically because his talent is not as, it's not like overwhelming, right? The top 20%. So when the talent is not overwhelming, a showcase camp is not a great place to be. If the talent is something that needs to be seen over time, if he's a consistent player or a great teammate or a great leader, that needs to be seen over time. That can't be seen in two days in a showcase camp. So the bottom 50%, the, 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 people that, the people that are most that are in most need of our help, the people that are most vulnerable in this, are the ones that get scammed. That's the Bernie Madoff principle. So Bernie Madoff, um, he attracted, you know, he had the, the guy who owned the Mets, I forget his name. He had some big famous people that poured their money into him. That's not where he made his money. Well, he didn't make any money, but that's not where, that's not where he stole his money. The top 20%, they attracted the middle people, the 30%. So he, he had these big, like, you know, one guy gave like 500 million. Well, that, the top 20% were giving him like 500 million. The, the, the 30% were giving him, you know, he had infinitely more of those giving him one, 200, you know, 50 million. But the vast majority of his profits, the vast majority of his profit, again, I say profits in quotes, were of the people that were giving them their, their 401ks and emptying out their savings and, and, you know, taking like an inheritance or, or something like that. And, you know, their, their parents passed away. They sold the house and they gave it to Madoff. He had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of, that's what made it up. So the, the little guy, the vulnerable person, they were the one that lost big. Because the guy who lost the hundred million, I mean, maybe he got wiped out too, but he probably didn't have all his money. With Madoff. In fact, one of the convincing ways that Madoff got people was he said, don't have more than 20% of your money with me. So he knew that was going to go to zero. 
And so that, so the $100 million person wasn't really wiped out because they probably had $500 million. It was the person that sold you know, their parents' house or something or got an inheritance and invested $100,000 or took their 401k and took that and they got wiped to zero because they weren't diversified like the rich people. So the top 20% in a showcase camp, they're going to get where they're going anyway. They're not going to be hurt by that. They're, gonna, they're getting a free camp. The next 30%, they're probably going to go where, they're probably going to end up where they should end up anyway. It might take a little bit more effort, but it's not because of the camp. And the bottom 50%, the little guy just gets wiped. Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff scam. Now, I want to say a couple things about the, uh, the showcase industry because it's going to come circle back around when we talk about colleges. Um, college coaches are paid a stipend to attend a showcase. So, and scouts too. So when I was scouting, it was pretty routine. You would show up at a showcase, you would sign your name, you would get a a blank envelope with 50 bucks, 100 bucks in cash. That was 15 years ago. So where it is now, I don't know. But I'm sure it's probably in the same range, 100, 200 bucks or something like that. So there were a lot of people that I knew that were young scouts, especially when you're starting out, you don't get paid or you get paid very little, which would, you know, would drive over to a showcase, sign their name, take their 50, 100 bucks, leave. But so showcase camps, all they want is the signature. So they, if they ever get called out on the marketing, they could prove it. A lot of coaches go to, um, go to showcase events just for the social aspect. Now, I want to, there's another, another reason why, going back to this showcase example, here's why the 20%, 50% at the top, right? Obviously, the 50% at the bottom, they're just getting screwed. The 30% in the middle, though, it kind of seems like a decent deal for them, right? Because they get to play with the top 20%. No, it doesn't. Because most coaches are not there to see them. Some coaches that are socialized or so, some coaches that are there to get paid. And the quality of coach that's there is important. I'm going to come back to that. The quality of college coach. When you see a college program represented, we jump to the conclusion. When we see the college logo, we jump to the conclusion that their head coach was there or something like that. You're going to be surprised. Wait till I come back to colleges to talk about that. But really where the 30% gets screwed is that they're now stuck competing with the 20%. So now you have this middle group of kids who are probably, if everything was run legitimately, could benefit from some exposure. But now they get mixed in with the top 20%, and now they're either competing against the top 20% in games that that top 20% may be like power five players or high division one players, and maybe these kids are middle of the road, uh, D1, lower D1, D2, or D3 players, and they're they're now compared unfairly and incompletely with the top 20%. So either they're, they're compared in a game where it's unfair at different levels, so you have a D3 kid maybe playing against a D1 kid. Or you have, remember we talked about earlier today, we talked about um, how, um, uh, how like if a coach, you know, what a coach sees in the last 15 minutes, one hour, 24 hours, week, month, can, it can influence what he believes. So now you have some power five D1 top 20 kid who's there for free and he blows 90 on the radar gun. It looks awesome. Now here comes a really solid D3 kid who blows 84 and it just looks like a changeup. Because in the last, you know, it's, it's in that window where now he has an unfair comparison. So the bottom 50 gets totally screwed, totally screwed. The middle 30 gets really screwed. And the top 20, they get used. It looks like they're getting a free ride and maybe they're having a good time, but they're getting used by that showcase company. They're just getting used to put the other, the other 80% into a cycle.
So it's the Madoff scam. So let's go now to the upsell. The upsell from these camps is um, you get invite to their elite camp, which is usually four to five days, um, uh, four, uh, $2,500 to $3,500, usually in Florida. They usually put like a, you know, like a college field or something like that in there and to attract people. Now, let me break this down for you. First of all, what's also going to happen after you attend the camp? Not only are you going to get sent to their big elite camp, but they're also setting a contrast point. So when you get the call that says, hey, you're elite, here's $2,500 to $3,500. You come down to Florida, you'll spend one day at the Marlin Stadium, then you'll spend the other three days at a high school field. Right? Now, here's where this gets really shady. Most of these organizations make their money in selling your data. So, reason why you get selected for the elite camp and it's such an it's such an outrageous price, like twenty-five to thirty-five hundred dollars by the time you fly and stuff like that, could be up around five grand, right? Why they set that is some people are gonna fall for it. So they're skimming off the top, but what they're also doing is they're setting a stage for the people that they sold your data to. And the people they sold your data to are now going to come in and start hammering you with all kinds of mid-range camps for 500, 600, 750, 400. And you know why? Do you know why those camps are successful? Because they set the price at 25 to 3500. So now if you can't, if you if you bite on this, great. You know, they got you. But if you don't bite on it, right behind it comes another option that looks almost as good but is less money to set up they set you up they set you up they use the same compare and contrast thing you looked at a big price tag yesterday you got invited to the elite camp 3500 bucks oh we can't do it can't afford it tomorrow you get an email from an organization that they sold your data to for a camp that's 750 and now you've got all of this pressure built up tension right a good scam creates structural tension psychological tension you've got this tension that we can't afford this camp it'll really help my kid gosh we really want this and now here comes a a, a, a similar offer that looks to have like 75 to 80 percent of what the other camp had but at one third of the cost You're not in the recruiting process. You're in a marketing funnel. Amazon loses money on just about every product they sell. I think it was like 100, 110% or something of their profit was uh, in AWS, Amazon storage, whatever that is, storage system, where they store websites and data and stuff like that. But I think it was like 11 or 10% of their gross revenue. But their profit margin was selling data. So I would bet on a lot of these camps. They break even or make a little bit of money. And the real money is made later on selling your data over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So that's, scam. <laughs> that's one scam. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about um, what happens if you go to an elite camp, right? Let's say you take the bait and you bite on their elite camp offer and it's 25 to 3500 bucks and 
<clears throat> you go down to Florida and you're at the Marlins field for one day or whatever, and uh, they give you this elite uniform, right? They give you a swag bag. It all says elite on it, right? Everywhere you go, they say elite. There's a little step and repeat that you get your picture like that. That's like with the background with all the logos on it. You take your picture so you can Instagram it and you can tell everyone you're elite. So it looks like you're elite. They usually bring in some name coaches to come in. They're paid. And part of the pitch was they told you you were going to be in a camp with like with 30 or 40 other kids. So it's going to be really elite, top level. The only problem you don't know about that is that the reason why day one was at the Marlins Stadium and the other three days were at a, some high school field or a college field is because tomorrow uh, the other elite camp that had only 30, 40 kids, they're going to be at the Marlins Stadium. And then the other three days they'll be at the high school field. And on day three, the third elite only camp and then, then on the fourth day, the fourth only elite camp. And so you think you're going down and you were one of the 40 selected. No, you were one of the 40 selected for one camp. And there might be four going on at the same time. And next week, they'll do the same thing. And the week after, they'll do the same thing. Now, here's the real scam. It's based on a, a, a scam called the Texas Oil Scam. Now, there's been a lot of Texas oil scams, but this was, this was the one that broke it because this is the one that got a lot of famous people. Like they got Bob Hope, um, Henry Kissinger. They got, I think they got like, um, gosh, I can't think of his name. Who was the guy from the Little House on the Prairie? The guy with the hair, Michael Landon. Right? They got like, and he was a big deal at the time, right? They got a lot of famous people and they got a lot of government people. <clears throat> and here's how they did it. The minutes they sent a private plane to take these people to Texas. So they'd send a private plane out to LA and say, Bob Hope, you know, Lucille Ball, Johnny Carson, hey, we're sending a private plane. So now you've got Bob Hope, Johnny Carson, all these people flying in a private plane together. So now what does that create? They're gonna get it on the deal. They're gonna get it on the deal. I wanna get it on the deal, right? So what, what did the showcase companies create? This person's going, that person's going, I wanna go. Now, um, they would fly them into Texas, right, private plane. They would pick them up, drive them to a helicopter where they would fly them over these fields, these remote fields in Texas where there would there'd be like hundreds of people working on those, like what are the, I don't know what the towers are called, where they're pumping oil, where the thing kind of rocks back and forth. Um, I guess the, like, it looks like there's wells, right? And they're digging and working and there's tractors driving around and stuff like that. And look, if you're Bob Hope or... Henry Kissinger, you don't know anything like, they just sent a private plane for me. They just picked me up in a helicopter. And now I'm looking at these fields and I'm looking at the towers like, I, I don't know, there's got to be oil down there somewhere. Why would all these people be here? Why would, why would there be all this fanfare? And why would, why would they build all these things if there wasn't oil there? Well, there wasn't oil there. But they put on a really elaborate show that made it look like there was oil there. So now they were able to convince all of these smart, famous people to invest their money and there was no oil there. So just like the way when you go down to one of these elite camps, well, you're, they give you a uniform. It says elite. There's a big, there's a big, you know, thing, a tower to walk through that says elite, like those, one of those uh, inflated things. And there's all this fanfare and there's a famous person there and there's a well-known college coach and there's a guy in a professional uniform. And look, we're at the stadium. Like they rented a stadium. This has got to be legit. No, it's based on the Texas oil scam. 
It's based on the Texas oil scam. And part of the uh, part of the scam is you keep them focused on the prize and not the price. So the major league stadium, the uniforms, the pictures, the background, the Instagram, that's focusing on the prize and you're not evaluating what you got from the camp. See, here's a great question I always ask kids when it comes to camps. I don't ask them how the camp was because um, how the camp was is, you know, if they had a good time, they're a kid. They got their picture on Instagram. They got called elite. They got to play in a major league stadium. But if I, the question I ask is, what specific result did you get from the camp? Now, that's one that, because here's part of the, here's part of the Bernie Madoff scam tied in, is that you don't get the result right then and there. Right, the result is delayed. Like you're going to be recruited, so recruiting takes time. So it, it it happens. You know, it's a process. It happens later. You get seen, and then there's a process. And so now, by the time you leave, they've got your money. You're gone, and you're waiting for something to happen. And by the time nothing happens, you don't even realize you were scammed. That's Bernie Madoff. Give me your money. You didn't know he gave it away or spent it, <laughs> right? You 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 think you got. You think you got? Um, you think you made an investment? Now, these—they also use a mafia principle. Is that these these organizations are really good at spreading it around, really good at spreading it around. So they rent college um, fields. So now the, it's no incentive for the colleges to speak up because they're making some money. Um, they hire a lot of college coaches, especially they hire. Um, I'm going to get into colleges next. You'll see why they do that. Why they hire these coaches. Um, and so there's no incentive for the college coaches to speak up and say anything. They hire a lot of high school coaches. They rent a lot of high school fields. They give high school coaches a lot of perks. They're like the mafia. They spread a lot of money around. So there's no incentive for anyone to speak up. So if a high school coach speaks up, that might hurt his players. And he's getting a swag bag. And he gets to work a camp and makes 500 bucks for two days. And he gets to be a big deal. There's no incentive for the college coach to speak up because, hey, they rent our field. And they hired our coaches. So it's almost like everybody knows. If you talk to everybody off the record, they all know this is a giant scam. But it's almost like when the mafia is like, well, you know, I know they do bad things, but they're not doing bad things to me, and I make a little money, so, you know, who's worse? So that is the showcase industry. Now, this is probably the most disappointing for me is the college industry. Um, So this one... The college camps, the, co- the college, uh, college baseball programs, about uh, probably about 10 or 12 years ago, they started to see a drop-off in their instructional camp numbers, and which were just like, you come, it's a baseball camp, you're going to learn baseball. Um, and so part of a college budget um, usually doesn't include full-time assistants or even a full-time coach. You'd be surprised. But a lot of times, there's at least a volunteer assistant, a part-time assistant, or an assistant who takes a really low base salary and they make up their their living off of camps and instruction. So, so much of the baseball program's ability to function lies in their ability to, to fill these camps so that they have the budget to pay their staff and to maybe pay trips and equipment or what, what have you. So when the college coaches start to see the drop-off in, um, in their attendance at their camps, they switch to this showcase model, right? This prospect model, um, this recruiting camp model. Now, the recruiting camp model 
is based on both of, of these. So the recruiting camp model used to be based on the first one we talked about, the Madoff one, where the top 20% of the kids they had there, those were the kids they wanted to look at, and those kids were free. The next 30% were kids that were on the bubble, and they wanted to get a look at them, and they paid the base operating expenses. And then the rest of the 50 kids were there to make the profit. So um, what happened was, and a great question too, there's, I, always see, I always see college coaches put this stat, like they'll, they'll advertise their camp and they'll say 60% of our uh, current roster attended this camp. The question I would have is, uh, of what percentage of those kids paid for that camp? <laughs> so they make it look like these guys got on a roster because they attended the camp. No, those guys went to the camp because they were already being recruited. They were already known and they invented, they attended the camp for free. So um, what happened was word got out that th- these were money grabs, right? Um, these were money grabs. And um, so what they started doing is uh, the question that got around kind of the, on the internet was if there's going to be 150, 200 kids there, it's a money grab. So colleges started catching on to that because if, if somebody said there was going to be 150, 200, they said it was a money grab. But if they said there was going to be like 40 or 50, it was probably a legit prospect camp and would be good to go to. So what college coaches started doing is they said, hey, you know what? Instead of having one camp with 200 kids, let's have four camps with 50 kids. We'll make the, So now that will, people will ask how many kids are going to be there? 50. Oh, it's legit because that was kind of the norm. That was, the, that was the measuring stick for, for the credibility of the camp. And what they also found out is that if you run a camp with 50 kids, it's a lot easier than running a camp with 200. I've run a camp with 200. It's a nightmare. Just registering them, feeding them, having the medical staff, it's, it's a nightmare. 50 kids, real easy. Higher profit margins than 50 kids. So they found that they made more money running these camps and they could fly under the radar of whether their camp was a money grab or not when it still is a money grab. Now, why does this happen? There was a, I always use this example. Uh, recently, there was a job posted here in New Jersey for a division one uh, assistant coach. They would be pitching coach and record, a rec- recruiting coordinator. I've described that to, I don't know, lots of people. And I always ask them, what do you think that job pays? And mostly people say, I don't know, 40 grand, 50 grand, 60 grand, 70 grand, 80 grand. Usually somewhere in that range, the answers are all over the place. The job paid $9,000, $9,000. So who takes that job? It's a 20 something, right? It's a grad student. It's a 20 something that's probably living at home. Who's trying to get started to make a living, blah, 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 blah. But now he's got to make up his salary on camps. That was part of the job description that you can make up your salary with camps. He's got to make up the rest of that money with camps. So he's got to get to a livable wage based on these camps filling up. Now, let me go back to the original showcase camp. Remember I told you about the representative that you think is at your camp? You know who that representative is? You know who the head coach sends to that camp? He sends that $9,000 assistant, that 20-something $9,000 assistant, to put on that school's you know, gear and show up at that camp because he wants, you know, he wants his university represented and he knows that guy's going to make like 100 bucks. Now, the problem with that for you is... If your kid's in the top 20%, no problem. He's going to get where he's going anyway. If he's in the top 50%, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Because that 20-something coach is trying to make his reputation. He is not going to take a chance on a player in the bottom 50. 
No way. No way. He'll look at one thing. He'll look at some metrics. He'll look at miles per hour. Look at his exit velo, and he'll write you off. Gone. Not going to take a chance. Not going to have a player screw up his reputation. Now the middle thirty, you're you're not any better. You're not any better either. You know why? Because the middle thirty usually takes some skill to uh, to assess and to assess their skills and their abilities, how they would fit in a team, their intangibles, their projectability, how they're going to be as a player. And so what happens there is that now you have a player who really needs a trained, skilled eye to decipher their abilities. And they're sending some 20-something-year-old kid who's probably got less than five years coaching experience, who's making $9,000 a year and living with his parents to go scout your kid at the showcase camp that you paid $500 or you flew and paid a hotel to go see. If you can't spot the sucker at the first five minutes at the table, Now, let's talk about the recruiting services. This is kind of an easier one. Oh, wait a minute. The last thing is, um, every good scam uh, requires something called the Billy Principle. And the Billy Principle is based on one of the original like snake oil salesmen. And there was a snake oil salesman that was curing like male infertility. And uh, he was going, you know, selling whatever he was selling, you know, uh, bottled water, you know, as a cure. But he had one guy who couldn't, you know, have a child. And, and the, the guy's name was Billy. And he took the stuff and went home that night. And I don't know, <laughs> the Titanic plates or the wind blew or Zeus, I don't know, came down, blew. And, and it, this guy conceived. He, he, you know, his, his wife, he got his wife pregnant and they had a baby. And came back the next time the guy was through town. Say, I drank that stuff. We tried for five years and we couldn't have a baby. And the doctor said I'd never have a baby. I drank that stuff that night. My wife got pregnant. Here's my child. Here's my three-month-old child. (laughs) That snake oil salesman took Billy on the road with him. And so, if you go to a showcase camp, will they point to a player who got discovered at their camp? Yes. Yes. It's a Billy principle. It's a Billy principle. Does it happen? Yes. Law of averages. Yes. One in a hundred. Ask them what the odds are. You know what's one thing interesting is what's the typical results? How come the diet industry has to give typical results? How come the fitness industry has to give typical results? Why don't they have to give typical results? Be pretty interesting to me. Let's go to the let's go to the service industry. This is this is a quick one because it's it's a pretty straightforward scam. So you know these are like NSA or like these solo independent agents. Um, so uh, first of all, the solo independent agents you usually don't have the connections that they claim to have. They usually don't have the access they claim to have. And even if they did, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to communicate what to say. Um, but here's here's what they here's what they work on. Um, if you were joined something like NSCA, they would they would they would convince you that they're the bridge to the college coaches. The college coaches are over there. You're over here. Between you is this big you know this big uh, river, and we we're the bridge. We connect you to them, and then we're going to teach you. We're going to educate you, and all the education they give you is nothing that you couldn't find on a hundred different blogs or YouTube and stuff like that. But the real thing is that they think they are the bridge. They will connect you to the college coach. What you know what. Number one is they don't know that it's 2022 and every, you know, first grader uh, has an email address and an internet connection and every college coach, their email is either available or you can be reached on social media. So you, you, you have a bridge already. You don't need a bridge. Now, here's how the scam works. 
it's based on the football betting scam. So the first thing NSCA will tell you to do is cast a wide net. The first time any of these any of these companies will do, they'll say cast a wide net. Start reaching out to coaches. Start sharing your profile as many as you can. Cast a wide net because you never know what you're going to catch in that net. You never know who's going to see you. You never know who's got the money. You never know who needs you. And on and on and on. And so what happens is when you send out, you you contact a hundred college coaches. Um, you know the law of averages will kick in. And so let's say the law of averages is five, and you get five replies. See, it worked. We are the bridge. Well, I mean, if I go knock on a hundred doors and I ask someone to give me five bucks, <laughs> I'll bet you I'll have five people that give me five bucks, probably more, right? So what they're doing is they're distracting you with the number that they're giving you. So here's how this works. Football betting scam, really simple. Remember those old, they used to be like the, the like the, like, I guess like infomercials or live things where they would tell you to call into the number and they were going to give you their football pick of the week, right? And it was always like these, you know, guys looked like betting guys, right? Not, not the most reputable people. And so if they got 100 calls and it was Giants-Eagles, 50 people take the Giants. 50 people take the Eagles. Now you've got 50 winners week one. Week two... Giants Cowboys. You got your 50 people, you call them up, dude. First 25, Giants. Second 25, Cowboys. Now you've got 25 winners who've won two weeks in a row. Now you got Packers Cowboys. Of that 25, you're telling 12, you know, half of them, you know, 13 or 12, take Packers, take Cowboys. Now you've got, let's say, 12 people who have won three weeks in a row. Week four, you got six people. You're selling, uh, take the Saints, take the Chiefs. Now, at the end of week four, you've got six people that have won four in a row with you. That is the breaking point where someone will empty out their whole bank account. And then you, the next week, You've got three people who emptied out their whole bank account. And you say, 49ers, Baltimore, Ravens, 49ers. You've got three people who emptied their bank account and are now, you know, made a windfall. It's football betting scheme. All they're doing is play, working the numbers. They're just playing the numbers, playing the numbers, playing the numbers, playing the numbers, playing the numbers. They would say to you, look, you got responses. So you got responses. Our system works. You need to work the system more. And all that is, is keeping you spinning around in a loop, spinning around in a loop, spinning around in a loop. And by the way, the guy who wins four in a row, you could lose the next four games. They, psychologically, they can never forget it. They can never forget it. Because you know why? The guy who won four in a row, and then the guy, he lost the next week. He, there's, 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 50, there's three other people who bet the other way that won that won their, you know, that, that, you know, whatever, made a big windfall. So psychologically, they can never forget it. So if they can get you to a certain number of responses from a college coach, you, you psychologically, you cannot forget it. So that's the recruiting industry. It's, um, uh, it's, a, it's, to me, it's criminal. Uh, to me, it's criminal um, that they have kind of positioned themselves between you and the colleges 
for no other reason than just their sheer profit. Uh, there's no benefit whatsoever participating in the showcase industry at this level. There are great showcases out there provided that they are five-star fits for you. So I would never showcase anywhere that there weren't at least two or three, four or five-star fits for you. And it would, it fit, uh, you know, there was a benefit there. And I would never showcase anywhere that there wasn't, if, even if you, even if you thought those four and five star schools were going to be there, I would never showcase anywhere that didn't have confirmed decision making coaches, right? So you would hear all the time, oh, we've confirmed 30 schools. Yeah, 30 schools of a guy making $9,000 living in his mom's basement and he's been coaching three years. I would want confirmed decision makers. How do you know confirmed decision makers? When you have a mutual five star connection. And by the way, if you had the mutual five-star connection, you wouldn't need to get in front of the decision. There's other ways to get in front of the decision makers that are much better. And so um, I would not showcase in, in any place that didn't have at least, uh, again, two or three, four or five-star decision makers. And, you know, the only other thing I would say to, to someone, one of the objections, the last things, and we'll, and we'll move on, the, the objection that I hear a lot is, but all the kids on my son's team are going and all the, and, and the, you know, like uh, every high school player goes there and he needs to get a profile. Okay. So I, I can go along with that. I can go along with that. As long as what we're doing is like the minimum effective dose, right? You're not emptying your bank account or putting, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, you're doing what you have to do because it's part of maybe like the culture now of, of, of recruiting in high school baseball. Um, but it's the, here's the difference. If we're going to, uh, if we're going to like Star Wars land down in Florida um, and you're going to Star Wars land, um, as long as you know, there's no, su- there's no, it's not really Star Wars. There's no such thing as Star Wars. As long as you know, right, it, it's not real and we're going, you're just going to have a good time. Great. The problem is, is if you, if you believe in that, it's really Star Wars, right? Like they got the little thing in Disney world where they dress the kids up like pirates and princesses. Okay. As long as your kid doesn't think he's really a pirate. Then it's, then it's all good fun, right? As long as your kid doesn't think because they're dressing him up as elite that, that he's all of a sudden elite because that's delusion. One is a little fantasy, a good time, really innocent, and we get it. The other is, 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 is putting this in the middle of one of the most significant decisions of your son's life. And by the way, the b- single biggest financial decision that you'll make outside of buying your home. So uh, if you want to go because it's a nice time and dress like a pirate, that's fine. As long as you know that there's that 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 there's no such thing as pirates and there's no such thing as Star Wars land, it's it's just a fantasy. That's fine, that's fine. And then, but you can't let that distract from the reality, the weight, and the importance of the decision that's at hand. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com.